0: Senator Stirl on a supplementary question. Yeah, I do. Thank you, Mr. President. While making the misleading statement on Tuesday, the Minister claimed in relation to Labor's proposed reform of dividend imputation cash funds, and I quote, it's a bit like the castle. <laughs> is it the Minister's understanding of Labor's proposal based on legal advice from Dennis Denuto? <laughs> is it Mabo? Is it the Constitution or is it the vibe? It's got a <laughs> Order. Order on my right. Order. It's Thursday. It's not long to go, colleagues. Senator Firavanti-Wells. Mr Deputy President. That's right. Tell him he's dreaming. Thank you, Senator (laughs) Cormann. Is it on? Look, I'm going to uh, shirt front, Mr Putin.
1: I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man, I will not. No wait, it it is on?
0: Uh, You bet you are, Uh, you bet I am. I don't like it. Oh, fair shake of the sauce
2: bottle, mate. Well may we say, God save the Queen. Because nothing
1: will save the Governor-General. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of BuzzFeed Australia's political podcast, Is It On? We're recording this on the morning of Friday, the 23rd of March. And a big thank you to Labor Senator Glenn Stirl and Finance Minister Matthias Coleman for that nugget of comedy in Senate question time this week. My name is Alice Workman. I'm coming to you from the BuzzFeed office in Parliament House. And joining me from Sydney is...
0: Lane Sainty! Alice, hello. It's me. What's been happening at Parliament this week?
1: Oh, Lane, like, nothing. Nothing. Very quiet week. Very dull. Very dull.
0: Very dull? <laughs> very dull. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the House isn't there, so it's just all these Senators kind of doing their their Senate thing, right? Oh,
1: it's my jam. It's it's all Senators all the time. Yeah. It's what I like. It's just red,
0: red, red. <laughs> There's just no one else there. <laughs> it's your dream.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. Although it has been very quiet here because I think a lot of the, mm. um, the the media have been covering the bushfires, which are a couple of hours out of Canberra. But I do have a very fun fact for you,
0: Lane. You know I love a fun fact. Not as much as you love fun facts, but I do love
1: fun facts. Okay, so this week we had two politicians sworn into the Senate. Tim Storer, who replaces Nick Xenophon, um, who of course resigned to then go on and unsuccessfully contest the South Australian election. A few people have asked Sad. me what I think will happen to Nick, because obviously he went from state politics to federal politics, back to state politics. My new prediction is that he, he's going to become the Lord Mayor of Adelaide. So that's my, that's my hot tip line, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> the Lord Mayor of Adelaide. Yeah, that is a great hot tip. Yeah, okay, definitely so t- hold on to that prediction.
1: Yeah, so Tim Storer has replaced Nick Xenophon as the new uh, Senator for South Australia. Um, but Tim Storer is no longer in the Xenophon party. He's had a falling out with Xenophon, so he's going to be sitting an, as an independent. Uh, the other person that was sworn in on Thursday is Amanda Stoker. Now she's replacing former Attorney General George Brandis as the Liberal Senator for Queensland. Now with these two people sworn in. This is the first time in 250 Mm -hmm. days since the Senate chamber has had a full house of 76 senators. So that's... 250 days yeah. since Scott yep. Ludlum resigned and kicked off the ongoing dual citizenship crisis. that's seen him, oh my Larissa God. Waters, Malcolm Roberts, Fiona Nash, Jackie Lambie, Stephen Parry, Sky Kokoski more. <laughs> but then, of course, there were also just other resignations. So Chris Back left, so does Nick Xenophon, Sam Dastyari, George Brandis. Um, so it's been 250 days since we've had a full chamber. And that's the longest period since Federation that the Senate's gone without butts on every seat. Isn't that insane? I feel like
0: every that is insane, and I f- I feel like every few days there's new pictures on my timeline of another senator being sworn in, <laughs> and you know, two politicians walking on either side of, mm. of them into the chamber, and it's like, is another senator really being sworn in? Anyway, Alice, I'm glad they're all there.
1: That's not to say that this is yeah, this this is all over because we still have one senator, Katie Gallagher, who is currently at the high court over her dual citizenship. So mm-hmm. it's a yep. wait and see. But you know, <laughs> good to have the um the upper house you know the better of the two houses as i yeah. was like to say back to capacity because i know we've all been stressing out about it
0: about the numbers yeah.
1: how's it going to work <laughs> who's been paired who hasn't been
0: paired alice let me tell you <laughs> every australian knows when there are only 73 or 74 senators <laughs> in the chamber yeah yeah it's a big everyone deal everyone knows it, it affects everyone
1: negotiations everyone cares every,
0: yeah, everyone cares. every <laughs> okay. single one well, Alice, I could not be happier for you that all is all is well again mm. in your favorite place. And um, Steve
1: Martin, yes. <laughs> uh,
0: not the not the actor, but the new
1: Tasmanian senator who's replaced Jackie Lampey gave I've his i I've never heard of the actor. Steve
0: Martin the actor? Yeah, who's that?
1: Lane. You I, I just <laughs> you actually
0: you didn't have to add that.
1: From Father of the Bride, Steve Martin, the actor. Wait,
0: I'm googling. Steve Martin. Oh my
1: god. I cannot believe this is happening. He <laughs>
0: looks vaguely familiar. <laughs>
1: V- vaguely <laughs> yeah only vaguely yeah what's he in he's like a legend anyway you
0: keep telling this story and I'll <laughs> look up IMDB and see if I know what he's in
1: <laughs> yes please 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 do please look up IMDB okay okay um Oh, my God. Uh, So Steve Martin gave his uh, first speech this week where he said two really interesting things. He um, he said he'd never, ever vote for any cuts to education. Mm -hmm. Tasmania have the highest rates of illiteracy in the country and and he runs this program where every child born, um, he gives free books to their family so they can start reading from an early age to to encourage literacy, which is really cool. Um, And also the main bulk of his speech was about how outraged he is that Tasmania doesn't have an AFL team, either in the men's or women's. Comms, huh. and that it's a, disc- a national disgrace <laughs> and that you know the one thing that he's going to prioritize in the senate is getting an afl team for tasmania <laughs> all right mate I'm,
0: like, is that i know. mean is that a is that a senator's um in a senator's purview <laughs> that is my question
1: I mean, if he is the key, if they need his vote in something, because this is the thing, like with the way that with all these people, you know, he's um, Tim has left the Xenophon team. We've had Fraser Anning leave One Nation. Mm -hmm. So the crossbench is more individuals than ever before. The government need nine out of 11 people. They're horse trading on every single vote for every single bill. If he comes to them and says, I'll only vote for your company tax cuts if you give me an AFL team, (laughs) I mean... I mean, they'd probably do it. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if Matthias likes AFL, but he's from Perth, and they've got two
0: teams. Yeah, so why not? Yeah, well, anyway, we'll see. How, so, how'd you go on Steve Martin? Um, so he's a a comic. I'm reading Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> y- y- yes. Okay. Comedian. Yeah. Look, Rainer, I went through IMDb, actor,
0: and I just don't think I've seen anything that he's player. in. Yeah, he's he's holding you- a banjo in this picture in on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> anyway, Alice, you know what? I think we should move on with the podcast. <laughs> Um, you've never seen
1: Father of the Bride? No,
0: no, no. Anyway, I can tell you're speechless.
1: <laughs> I am shook. I am shook of all of the pop culture references. Okay, Alice. Everyone, please at
0: Lane Sainty on Twitter. <laughs> no, don't. Okay. Don't at me.
1: Let's move on. It's
0: time, Alice, for the two minutes of fun. Are you ready? Yes. All right, Alice, your time starts now.
1: It's Marshall Law in South Australia. That's right, there's a new Liberal government in South Australia after 16 years under Labor. The new Premier, Stephen Marshall, announced a cabinet of 11 men but only three women. Oh, and also, <laughs> it's on in South Australian Labor after former Premier Jay Wetherill stepped down as leader, saying he's keen to start a book club. Now he's got a bit more spare time on his hands. Speaking of women, there are now 16 women to the 10 men in Labour's federal Senate team of 26. And with Jed Carney coming into Canberra in the lower house after winning the by-election of the federal seat of Batman over the Greens candidate Alex Patel, Labor has now 48% of women in Parliament, which is just short of its 50% by 2025 target. Now, speaking of Batman, now can we just stop for one second line? Because yep. I think it's really important. I know the by-election is over, but I need to make a public service announcement. Yeah. It's not Batman. No, <laughs> no, 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 Batman. It is Batman, like Olivia Munn. Do you know who Olivia Munn is? I, you, um, uh, if you don't know who Steve Martin is, I don't think I, you know who Olivia Munn. I refuse Munn
0: is. to answer on the grounds it might incriminate me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's an actress. She was in that TV show, The Newsroom. That
0: was terrible. Um, oh, I've actually seen uh, that. She's in that. I've seen. There I've seen the first season of it.
1: Nick Nick Ray <laughs> is giving me a look like I have just, you know, stumped on his grave. What do you have? Do you like the TV show, The Newsroom, Nick? Yeah. Guilty pleasure. Okay. All right. right. Anyway, public service announcement over. Batman, not Batman. Anyway, okay, let's go back <laughs> into the two minutes of fun. Richard Innes-Hall said he would find and kick out the people who leaks against Alex Patel during the Batman by-election, and then Alex Patel deleted her Twitter account, but only for a few hours, and now it's back. It's really weird. Meanwhile, in Canberra, it's been a Senate-only sitting week, and the government is scrambling to get the numbers on the crossbench to pass its company tax cuts. They need nine of the 11 so far to pass the bill. They think they've got around seven to secure One Nation's three votes. They promise that they'll pay for 1,000 apprenticeships in regional areas. Darren Hinch and Tim Storow are the holdouts at the moment, but Matisse Coleman reckons he can get it done by because he's not an economic girly man. Speaking of One Nation, they also finally declared a $30,000 use of a private plane at the last federal election, a year after the Electoral Commission started investigating the plane. The cut-down welfare bill was also agreed to by the Senate with some amendments, so it has to go back to the lower house and then back again to the upper house to finally get passed into law. But there was one awkward vote this week when One Nation senators missed a vote because one was in the bathroom and the other was just MIA? Very strange. Now, Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull and Bill Shorten visited the bushfires this week and they got really angry at Greens leader Richard Di Natale, for bringing up climate change as the cause of the fires. Um, then they spent the rest of the week debating Labor's plan to scrap dividend imputations or franking credits and who will be affected and who won't be affected. Then Rob Oakshop, remember him, reckons Malcolm Turnbull held a press conference with not genuinely needy and, in fact, successful business people who were all claiming that they'd lose out under Labor's plans, and he is calling a BS on that. The ABC got in trouble for calling a candidate from Cory Bernardi's Conservative Australia party the C-word. Education Minister Simon Birmingham got in trouble for using a Bible quote to talk about education funding. Labor says they'll block the largest removal of the marine area from conservation ever. David Gillespie's case was thrown under the High Court, so he's totally not in breach of Section 44, but we still don't have an answer on Katie Gallagher. Peter Dutton thinks that Australia should fast-track visas for white South African farmers, but not everyone agrees, including Foreign Minister Julie Bishop, so he went on the radio and said there's been a lot of outrage from the crazy lefties at the ABC and the Guardian and the Huffington Post who draw mean pictures of him. Where? where And you know what, Lane? They're totally dead to him. Totally dead. But BuzzFeed is not in that list, because obviously Peter Dutton loves BuzzFeed. Uh, <laughs> and then Green Senator Nick McKim called Peter Dutton a fascist? Because of course he did. Anyway, the Victorian Labour Party had to repay almost $400,000 to the taxpayer after trying to run an Obama style election campaign in 2014. Union boss Sally McManus gave a big press club speech saying the gig economy is ruining workers' rights and that casuals should totally become permanent after six months. There's a big fight brewing over Labour pledging to give millions of dollars to Catholic schools. Michaela Cash says she hasn't been interviewed by the AP yet in their investigations into her office tipping off the media about the AWU raids. The Raddock Religious Freedom Review has been extended and won't, ne- won't be reporting back now until may and former u.s president barack obama visited new zealand and he's now visiting australia hello barack obama and lane he went to a glitzy gala in new zealand and the first course was hawaiian pizza that's right pizza with pineapple on it because get it he is from hawaii <laughs> The Senate also agrees to David Linehalgh's motion to scrap the tampon taps, but that actually really doesn't mean anything and nothing's going to change. While Cambridge Analytica and Facebook have blown up this week, Queensland has banned its ministers from using private email, Facebook messages, Snapchat, Wicca, WhatsApp to discuss government business. But we know Malcolm Turnbull is still using Wicca and WhatsApp because he prefers it to texting. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? (laughs) Now, Lane... Everyone's missing the postal survey updates that we used to do weekly last year
0: except for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, Lane, I nearly had a panic attack. Yeah. I um I went uh, to the movies a couple of weeks ago and when I was buying a ticket the woman said, um, we're just doing a postal survey." And I looked at her and I was like, <gasps> okay. I thought and I was like, "What? You're doing a you're doing a what?" And she said, "Yeah, what's your postcode?" And I was like, "Oh." Oh. <laughs> a postal survey Right. please do
0: not use the phrase postal survey
2: <laughs> my heart
1: skipped yeah. a beat it was very, and then everyone around me was like didn't understand why I got so weird about it
0: anyway Alice, um, I, I, I just have to say I got an email from my bank the other day who is also doing a survey and the tagline was have your say and I was like oh <laughs> no <laughs> get out of my inbox <laughs> So it has okay, now well, become uh, a difficult <laughs> phrase for me to hear, um, which is bad because it is the kind of cornerstone of democracy. But moving on, why are we talking about the Postal Survey update? Well, I was trying to think of something
1: that we could, you know, keep people posted on, like a regular update about what's going on. And I thought, what better thing to update people on than uh, the life and times of Michaelia Cash? Mm-hmm. Um, so here's my uh, quick cash money update from this week. Uh, she threw a press conference in Canberra this week, which I have to say is only the second press conference she's held in Parliament House since August last year. Wow. She's held some, she said like one or two in Perth and a couple around the country with the PM. Yep. But she's doing her best to avoid the press gallery. Uh, you know, not only hiding behind whiteboards, but she changes the the time and the location of her press conferences only a couple of minutes beforehand. Um and, you know, I've been taken off a media list line, so I never know what's going on. <laughs> but someone gave me the heads up this week. Excellent. That, that she was holding a press conference and then they gave me the heads up again when she changed the location a few minutes before. Yeah. Uh, so I thought I'd go along. And, you know, um, uh, she gave a spiel about uh, the the jobs numbers and then I had about – I think she gave me just over a minute before the staffer who was standing next to me shut down my line of questioning. So – Here is a recording of what happened.
0: The fact that we now have record full-time employment being created over the last 12 months uh, is a very good thing.
1: Minister, have you been interviewed by the Australian Federal Police?
0: I think the AFP answered that.
1: That's not true. At Estimates, they said that they had yet to interview any ministers. So since Estimates, have you been interviewed by the Australian Federal Police? No, I have not. Has anyone from your office been interviewed by the Australian Federal Police? Uh, Again, that, as you know, is subject to a PLAI claim. Have, did, did your office get tipped off about the uh, police raids on Union officers by Michael Keenan's office? Uh, no. Okay, did, uh, did you have any conversation with Michael Keenan's office since we released the story indicating that he had tipped off journalists about the raids?
0: I, I think what's so interesting about your line of questioning, and I mean I've answered questions uh, many times in relation to this, uh, in terms of my own knowledge, and I did not know about the raids until I was watching them on the TV. Um, Go back to the very beginning. Were the donations authorised or not? If these donations were authorised, produce the documentation, and that is the end of the matter. Does anybody have any questions in relation to the good news of today? The job created figures.
1: Will you make Thank yourself you available for cross examination in federal court? Now, Lane, I stumbled a bit uh, towards the end there. Uh, but the reason that those were the questions that I was asking was because she was asked that in Senate estimates this week and gave these kind of non plus answers and didn't answer at all when I knew for a fact that, you know, that she was kind of incorrectly referring to Senate estimates. So mm-hmm. I thought I'd, I'd grill her a bit on that. And the crucial piece of information is that she hasn't been interviewed by the federal police yet, um, even though the federal police's investigation has been going for 150 days. And they did say in estimates that they had interviewed people from ministers' offices, but they hadn't interviewed any ministers yet. So she ha- So she hasn't been interviewed. And you know it's been 150 days. So the investigation started the same day that her staffer resigned when we first wrote about this story, Mm -hmm. Uh, and they haven't, you know, had any questions. They haven't asked her any questions. I mean, I watch a lot of Law and Order. It's not really how it works on that show. (laughs) I uh, think you'll (laughs) find it is not how it (laughs) (laughs) works. And it's quite interesting because this week the federal court postponed the um, Australian Workers' Union's court case into the validity of the raids on their offices. Uh, And the reason the judge postponed it is because the AFP investigation is still ongoing. Now, the Registered Organisations Committee, so that's the Turnbull Government uh, Union watchdog who uh, referred the raids to the cops, wanted the court case to go ahead as planned. It was meant to start next Monday without any access to the AFP documents. So it's a big win for the unions because the judge ruled that the case can't go ahead unless they have access to the AFP's material. And the AFP's material includes three affidavits, one of which is from Michaelia Cash's former senior media advisor, David DeGarris, who was the person who admitted to the leak and then resigned. And we've never heard from him. In fact, we haven't heard even second hand what he said to cash because cash's office didn't do an exit interview with him on the day he resigned he just left and Michaela cash says she hasn't spoken to him since so the judge obviously thinks that these affidavits are so explosive that you know the court case needs to hear them so you know we, so now we have to wait until the AFP investigation is done so the union can access them and that could be a three four months they're checking in in June to see where the investigation is going. But we already know, the AFP's already said, it's not a priority. The case isn't a priority. They've got real crime to solve. It's not a priority. So, <laughs> I mean, who knows how long until we actually get to this court case. Okay. But the union has subpoenaed um, Michaela Cash and David DeGarris, which means if this case ever gets up, then uh they could face a
0: cross examination. Okay, so basically we're all waiting for the AFP to solve all their other crimes and then <laughs> get to so this all investigation. Crimes. All the crimes in the world, yeah. and yeah. then they'll get to this. Okay, great. Well, I look forward to it.
1: I like The <laughs> like like
2: like
0: like And in other news, Immigration Minister Peter Dutton. He wants the media to stop being so mean to him. That is one of the big takeouts of this week. So, as we all know, Lane, why are you why are you being so mean to Peter Dutton, Lane? I am. I personally victimise Peter Dutton on a daily basis, as you know, as as do we all, as journalists. So, Peter Dutton, uh, you know, we all know he thinks Australia should fast track visas for white South African farmers. This debate's been going on for a couple of weeks now, but not everyone agrees, including Foreign Minister Julie Bishop, not to mention the South African government. So he went on the radio and he said there's been lots of outrage from crazy lefties. And he mentioned a few outlets. He mentioned the ABC, the Guardian and the Huffington Post. He said they draw mean cartoons about him. And he, he said, Alice, he actually said, and they are dead to me.
2: The crazy lefties <laughs> at the ABC and on the Guardian, Huffington Post uh, can you know, express concern and draw mean cartoons
0: uh, about me and all the rest of it. But I don't realise how you know how completely dead they are to but me. I don't even have words for what a strange thing to say that is about media. And you hours. know what it means? What it means that Mike Bowers, mm-hmm. uh, who who's the snapper for the for
1: the Guardian yep. and also the host of Talking Pictures, is triple dead to him because he works at the Guardian, <laughs> he works at the ABC, and he hangs out with cartoonists. So sorry, Mike Bowers. <laughs> Peter Dutton is.
0: Dad, do you that Bowers his um peter dutton's public enemy number one um <laughs> yeah. but else he also as you noted in two minutes of fun did not mention buzzfeed um no so i can only discern from that that we are both sane and not lefties
1: have i never told you that peter dutton is my best friend
0: <laughs> we hang out all the time you've never mentioned it Lane, peter dutton but, um, and i
1: we have so much in common yeah okay it's not even a joke right we both hate people that drink lattes yeah um, we love cop shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hate having photos of ugly photos of us on the internet.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. and we
1: think that everyone should take them down. And we both have round heads. So, uh, <laughs>
0: I mean, an exhaustive list, Alice. Let me just say, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah.
1: I think like we hang out. We hang out all the time. Okay, in Queensland.
0: Well, with other with other with other ex cops just like us. Back to what's going on. So uh, last week, Julie Bishop kind of didn't get behind what Dutton said. There was the obvious backlash from South Africa, where the government um, hauled in the Australia's High Commissioner in South Africa, took uh, great issue with with what Dutton had implied about their country. He referred to Australia as a you know a civilized nation needing to provide support for these victimized farmers. A bunch of co- Dutton's colleagues did get behind him on this, including our conservative. Backbenchers, Andrew Hastie, Ian Goodenough, and also Andrew Lamming. Meanwhile, over at Labor, there's also a bit of um, stuff going on over there in terms of refugee policy. The Policy Committee is considering a plan to lift Australia's refugee intake to 50,000, and people from the left faction will try to soften the party position on asylum seekers at this year's conference. So according to Fairfax Media, a working group at Labor's National Policy Forum is investigating proposals to increase that intake to 50,000, which would be the same number as the Greens. Um, so that's what's happening at Labor. But back to Dutton. On Thursday, the Greens Senator Nick McKim had a real go at Dutton. And now, you know, the Greens, Peter Dutton, they've, they've never been great friends, Alice, I think it's fair to say. Uh, but Nick McKim went on Sky News. He said that Dutton had exhibited racism right through his public career, very much kind of pointing out he, his view is that Dutton is prioritising these white South African farmers over refugees who may not be white and, you know, who also have a, a great need to come to a safe country. And he said that Dutton has exhibited some of the things we know through human history are associated with fascists. So Sky News reporter, Samantha Maiden, a friend of the podcast said to <laughs> Nick McKim, just straight up, you think Peter Dutton is a fascist? And he said, yep. So this is... <laughs> you, you got it, got it new one, Sam? Yep. Got anyone new one. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> let me clarify. You think Peter Dutton is a fascist? Yes, that it, that is what Nick McKim said. So that kind of blew up as well. And, you know, government MPs don't really think that that is great language that Nick McKim is using. Okay, so it's final word on Peter Dutton versus the world, well, really, versus the Greens, Nick McKim has also made this video where he reads the comments on a Daily Mail article about him and the comments that he made about Peter Dutton. We'll just play a bit of it now. It's pretty great.
2: I'm um, checking out the Daily Mail website uh, and some of the comments on the bottom of a story where I called Peter Dutton a fascist. Um, have a listen to some of these. Last time I looked, Kim... Your mirror regurgitated your venom. Well, that's pretty poetic, Jason, and I'll pass it on to Kim next time I see her. Um, this is from Cayman on Hope Island. B.S. to the max from those unhinged leftist idiots. Well, uh, mate, I'm actually a groony, so I live in a yurt, so don't come to me with your problems about hinges. Um, he's a lot in Perth. Uh, says, The Greens, the wailing of a neutered alley cat. Well, Lord, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, feral cats are a really serious environmental problem, so a good reminder for people to uh, to spay their cats so we can protect our beautiful wildlife. Uh, we've got uh, Big Dan 1. Big Dan 1 from Sydney. Uh, the Greens are a manifestation of the Communist Party. They want you to do as I say and shut up. Do as you say, Dan. We'll Thanks for that, comrade. Uh, and finally, I uh, love this one from Statler and Waldorf in the convict colony. These greens lunatics must be on magic mushrooms. Surely, well, I'm glad you've brought up mushrooms, Statler and Waldorf, because I'm a Tasmanian and Huon Valley mushrooms are the best in the world. So when I get home, I'm going to think about your comment. I'm going to dip a few beautiful Huon Valley mushrooms into some nice tempura batter, and, uh, and I'm going to do some this weekend. So thanks very much for that, Statler and Waldorf. You absolute muppets! Um, can you imagine what they're going to say when I actually call Peter Dutton a?
1: Well, Lane, that's about all we've got time for uh, this week um, on the podcast. But I just wanted to leave you with some with some fun stuff. Uh, Nick Ray has been down here in Canberra with me this week, making some fun videos. Mm-hmm. And um, not only did did we see. Um, uh, Laura Tingle and Sam Neill canoodling in Parliament House. Um, but uh, <laughs> Nick has also declared a certain politician his now enemy. Ooh, Nick, what happens?
0: We were filming a video of David Linhelm in his office and Ooh, things okay. were going great. We thought, yeah, we thought we were getting along with him. And then like we did the video. Next day I'm walking to the trough and I see him in the hallway. I'm looking at him. I'm like, hey, there's my friend David Linhelm. I'm looking at him. We're getting closer. He looks at me and then he just puts his head down and snobs me. David Linehelm, you're dead to me, mate. <laughs> Absolutely dead to me. You ruined my whole trip to Canberra. Usually, Canberra is nothing but fun and butterflies and rainbows. And David Linehelm made Canberra a really sad place for me. So, um, oh dear, oh dear.
1: But Lane, like the one good thing is that we can report is we did see uh, Lucy Gachui in <gasps> the in the stairwell. Yeah, and um, Nick did a spot-on impression of her.
0: Did you ask her how she feels about becoming a meme?
1: No, no, no. We weren't near her. She was a couple of flights below us. Okay.
0: Yeah, if if anyone... Like, See ya. <laughs> If any See listeners ya. of the podcast, I, I know that we put in the original audio of Lucy Kachui saying, well... <laughs> Well, well, next question. Well. See ya. Um, I'm sure you all knew about that. But since then, the, the audio and the, the footage of Lucy Kachui has become this huge meme in America. And all of these people have been captioning it really funny things. Like um, one of my favorite ones, Alice, was someone, are you gay? Me, aged 15. Well... <laughs> Well, and then there's another great one that's like, Employer, why should I hire you? Well, anyway, great meme. Well, Love Lucy Kachui's well. meme. And I hope to one day be able to ask her how she feels about becoming a big meme in the US. Maybe we'll
1: try. We'll try and get her on the podcast. Yeah. We um, I want to say a big thank you to the pod team, Nicola Harvey, Richard James, and Manny Cordell, and a big thank you to Road Microphones for supporting the podcast. You can go to buzzfeed.com/slash is it on or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app and leave a rating and a review. Um, We'll be back with a quick episode next week before Easter. So it probably, I, I mean, we'll come out on the Thursday because next Friday is Easter Friday. Good Friday? Good Friday. Yep. Good Friday. So it'll be a good Friday. Mm-hmm. I am at Workman Alice on Twitter. She's at Lane Sainty and Lane. Mm-hmm. Can I just say yep. that the drying of... <laughs> The chopping board (laughs) saga has continued in my mentions and I will not apologise for it. You've
0: only got yourself to blame us.
1: I will not. I went on, you know, you know I give zero shits because I went on national TV this week and said that I hated Love Actually. So come at me, Twitter. Come at me.
0: (laughs) That was a disgrace. That was the worst use of my taxpayer money since the postal survey. (laughs) You, you yep. getting a platform on the ABC <laughs> to slag off love? Actually,
1: it was great. I didn't even, I didn't even get, but oh. I didn't get a chance to, oh. to give my reasons.
0: I was ashamed. If you want my reasons, no, I don't oh, want your reasons. I've you. heard your reasons <laughs> s- too many times. <laughs> Please do not ask Alice why she dislikes Love, actually. And I'm an OG hater. I'm not one of these bandwagon
1: jumpers that has come on board in the last two years to sledge it. Yeah, that's true. I've always hated this movie. I've hated it for decades. <laughs> I don't know how long it's been around. I've hated it since day dot.
0: Okay, all right. I am the OG. You're not like one of the, oh, it's aged quite badly and I now dislike it because it has a, it. has aged badly, although I do still love it. I'm <laughs> not
1: one of those people that, is, that, like, 10 years later was like, oh, Chris Lily, maybe blackface wasn't a good idea. I knew from the beginning. I knew straight away. <laughs> Wait. No, no, no. Chris
0: Lilly is in love, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he plays all of the characters. Like, <laughs> Oh, God. All right, all right, all right. Especially the little kid that does the song.
0: Alice, it's time for me to ask you the question I ask every week. I haven't heard much about leadership manoeuvring this week. Have you? Is it on? No, absolutely, because they said that if um, the
1: Labor Party lost Bat- Batman that it would be a, you know, indication of uh, Bill Shorten's leadership, but, you know, they won. Uh, So, no, I would say it's not on, but I will give, like, a slight... You know, just as the door was about to close, whisper in that, you know, I am keeping an eye on the Greens because, second shout-out to Samantha Maiden on the podcast mm-hmm. this week, Sam Maiden from Sky News has been describing the Greens as the Scientology of Australian politics uh, with a lot happening behind the scenes that no one is really talking about publicly, which is pretty out. <laughs> so, you know, there could be a spill. But, you know, even if there was a spill, Lane, we wouldn't find out about it until afterwards anyway. So it's more kind of like a coup, a Scientology coup. <laughs> That's all it. Right. That's all i got to say. Well okay
0: thanks everyone for listening
1: All right, line. <laughs> head back to All court right, bye i'll chat to you later bye